So we talk about fathers. When we talk about the Father's Day, we're talking about love. It's the love that God has put on the inside of each and every father, earthly father, for his children. So this morning, my father, my life, my trainer, my joy. Can I ask you to look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. The word of God is talking to us all the time. The word of God is what keeps us strong and powerful and prosperous and joyful, protected in him. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. Furthermore, we've had fathers of our flesh who corrected us and we gave them reference. Shall we not much rather be in subjection? That means in obedience unto the father of spirits and live. Now, from this scripture, you notice that there are two kinds of fathers. Two kinds of fathers. Number one is the father of the flesh. Your earthly father. Every one of us was born of a father. So the first kind is earthly fathers. And the second kind is the heavenly father. Our father in heaven. And the Bible calls him as he reveals himself to us, he is called the father of spirits. Say with me, the father of spirits. The father of spirits. We'll expound on that. Let's go back to the father of the flesh. The fathers of the flesh. And for some of us, we are very proud of our earthly fathers. You can be very affectionate towards your father, very proud of your father. And you love them dearly. I know my children, they love Sonny dearly, very, very much, <laughs> very, very much. But so for some of us, we had been rejected. We had been hurt, disappointed by our earthly fathers. And it had been a burden on you for some time. You had been carrying that and had been sorrowful and hurt for a while. And for some of us, like myself, I don't have an earthly father with me growing up. I don't know who my earthly father is. And that's part of my life. Or some of us, we feel condemned or guilty that we have not been a good father to our children. And for some single parents, you are concerned that your children do not have a father to grow up with. I encourage each and every one of us to look up to the father of spirits and live. To look up to the father of spirits and live. Let's live and not die. Let's live well. Let's live healthy. Let's live joyful. Amen. Let's live a good life. From the Father of Spirits. If you look at Psalm 68 verse 5. The Father of Spirits is the best father that you can ever find. 
And uh, as we look up to him, we receive from him. And whatever you receive from him, you can give out to the people around you. You can receive from your father. Psalm 68 verse 5, God reveals himself to us as the father of the fatherless. He's my father. I'm not an orphan. Neither are you. So don't live like an orphan. Always go back to your father. Each and every one of us has a father. Can I hear an amen? Each and every one of us has a father, the best that you can ever find. You always have a father who is with you now. Who is with you now. Approachable approachable. You can fellowship with him. You can receive from him. Amen. And if you have been in the past hurt, even those that are watching us on the internet, if you have been hurt, crushed in the past, may even be abused sexually, physically by your father, your earthly father, May I encourage you to take God's medicine, to take God's deliverance. His way of deliverance is forgiveness. To forgive means you are willing to let go. To forgive means you are no longer yoked with the person who hurt you in the past. To forgive means you are letting him go. Leave your mind, leave your memory, leave your feelings. And when you let go and let God, you become disentangled and you become free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You enter into the realm of freedom. To be all that God has created you to be. The devil cannot chain you down anymore. He cannot yoke you into his bondage anymore. It's a choice. God cannot make you forgive. To forgive is your choice. And when you make that choice, you become a powerful person. Only a powerful person can forgive. Only a person with the power of God can forgive. And the minute you step out of yourself, zone, the song that says, me, I, myself, my righteousness, my opinions. The minute you step out of that and start walking on the living water of the Holy Spirit, you become free. You become free. You become free. Amen. Lift up your hands right now. Amen. And walk, walk in the Spirit and choose not to give in, cave in to the lust, the cravings of the flesh. Choose to live a life of forgiveness. Say with me, I let go. I let God. One more time. I let go. I let God. Amen. So if we look at the natural, 
we can see the blueprint. You can always see the blueprint of the spiritual in the natural. So in the natural, we can see the resemblance between the father and the children. We can see the resemblance between the mother and her children. So when I see you, because you are now a child of God, when I see you, because you are now born again, so I can see who in you? Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you see me, you see the Father. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. That's what Jesus said. So I want to tell you this morning, I'm not ashamed to tell you that I am like God. I'm not ashamed to tell you that I'm like God. The same way I won't be ashamed to tell you that I'm like my father. The religious demons will tell you, how dare you say that you are like God? Well, if you are not like God, guess who you are like? Like father, like son. Like mother, like daughter. So since God is our father, we are like God. This will set you free from guilt and shame and condemnation and inferiority. God does not want you to approach him with inferiority. The law will tell you that you're no good. The law will tell you that you're not good enough. But the spirit will tell you that you have been justified. You have been sanctified. You have been given the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You no longer live by your own righteousness, which is like filthy rags. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say together with me. I'm like God. I'm his child. One more time. Don't you find that it sounds good? One more time. I'm like God. I am his child. There's no shame about it. One more time. There's no shame about it. Amen. Glory be to God. So if you look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, in fact, it's such an important scripture that is repeated in Luke chapter 7, 28. So verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, among them that are born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Why? I thought Moses was greater. I thought Elijah was greater. Why? Why the greatest? It's John the Baptist. He's the one who brought in Jesus. He's the one who introduced Jesus. He's the one who introduced Jesus. How many of you want to be as great as John the Baptist? Come on, introduce Jesus to somebody. Introduce Jesus to somebody in your life. Hallelujah. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven. How many of us are in the kingdom of heaven? 
Lift up your hands. If you know and you know that you're in the kingdom of heaven, lift up your hands. Yes, that's how you know you're born again. Okay? So he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. So what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying there are two kinds of birth. The natural birth and the spiritual birth. Which birth is greater? Which birth produces greater kids? Come on, tell me. The spiritual birth. The spiritual birth. I know we all love our natural children. I know that we all, you know, take so much care about the natural birth of our children. But the Bible tells us the spiritual birth is more powerful, more powerful, more powerful than the natural birth. So make sure that you have some spiritual births happening in your life. Make sure that you have some spiritual births happening in your life. Praying, travailing in the spirit for souls, souls, and souls to be born into heaven. Can we say amen? And you don't have to worry about having too many kids. You can have as many kids as you want. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So born of the spirit is a lot greater than born of the flesh. If you look at John chapter 3, verse 6 to 7, John chapter 3, why is that so? That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That means one day I live, another day I may die. Flesh. Is how many of you have had vegetables that you put aside for a while that you've forgotten to eat? And what happened to them? They perish. And when you look at the vegetables... Oh, it's so yucky. Why? Because they have perished. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. How many of you, when you look into the mirror, you don't enjoy seeing yourself aging? You look at the mirror and you see, whoa, what happened to me? (laughs) Everybody wants to stay young. Death is not the desire of anybody's heart. None of us want to die. It's not the desire that God has put into anybody. Every one of us made in the image of God, created in the image of God, we want to continue to live and continue to live well. We want to continue to live well both on the earth and in heaven. None of us want to continue to live in hell and be tormented forever and ever and ever. So it's so important. That's why Jesus said, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. How many births do we need? Two. Two. Two births. Say to the person next to you, two births. It's vital that you be born twice. One in the flesh, one in the spirit. How many of you remember after Jesus had resurrected and after Jesus had ascended, where did he go? He went to a place called Hades, where the spirit of the dead were kept 
the spirits of the Old Testament saints were kept. So how come they couldn't go to heaven? I thought they were saints. David, Moses, Elijah. How come they couldn't go to heaven straight? Why? Because they were not born of the Spirit. No matter how good you are, no matter how moral you are, if you haven't been born of the Spirit, you can't go to heaven. To go to heaven, you must be like God. His kingdom does have a border. You know, we're talking so much about lockdown. You know, we're talking so much about, you know, the borders of Queensland. And nobody can come here from Victoria, you know. The kingdom has a border. And the blood of Jesus is the border of that kingdom. And nobody can come into the kingdom of heaven save through the blood. The blood will make an entrance for you to come in. And if you were not born again, if you were not born again of the blood of the Lamb, if you are not born again of the Spirit of God, no matter how much you act, no matter how much you try to be good, you cannot go. You cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And you cannot go to heaven after you have passed away. No natural birth can make it to heaven. Can we say amen? If you look at what Jesus said just now, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. I want to highlight the preposition of. What does it mean? Of. What does it mean? Of God. Of. Being a part of. So the minute you are born of God, you become a part of God. You become a member of the body of Christ. The minute you are born again, you have a part of the nature of God in you. And you continue to grow that. The minute you are born again, you have the spirit of God in you. Those that who are joined unto him, you are one spirit with him. The last song that we sang just now, You Are My Vision, is actually a very old hymn. Thou art my vision. But it's so powerful. How many of you know that the truth of God is timeless? That song, the lyrics were so true, and not many churches sing that now, because that song is talking about God and I are one. In some churches, especially religious churches, they will say that's blasphemy. Why did they crucify Jesus? Come on, tell me. Why did they crucify Jesus? He didn't commit any crime. Why did they crucify him? He called himself God. He said, my father and I are one. And for that, they crucified him. And you'll find that it's the same as a Christian. Even in these days, if you tell people that you are like God, they think you're crazy. And if you tell religious Christians you are like God, they will raise their eyebrows at you. But that's the truth. 
that's the truth. He and I are one. There's no mixture. There are no other, there are no other substances in you. The best is Christ in me and I am in him. Perfect union. Can we say amen? If you look at John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13, now understand that God is a spirit. And that's why you need to be born again in order that you can worship him in spirit and in truth. The reason why you notice a lot of times when you worship, you tend to close your eyes. It's so that you would not be distracted by what's external to you because your spirit is on the inside of you. And you allow your spirit to be one with the Holy Spirit who also lives on the inside of you. If you ask me, Pastor Dora, where is healing? Healing comes from the inside of you. You are lack of no good. The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, God, preserving the blameless. The minute you are born again, you become blameless. The minute you, be, you, you are born again, you become a child of God. You are absolutely, you become absolutely perfect. You are a child of God. And what needs to happen to you is that you be protected, that you be not distracted, you be not defiled, you be not corrupted, you be not talked out of your faith, you be not talked out of your union with your father. Can we say amen? How many of you know that a baby, when a baby is born, the baby doesn't have to, oh, maybe I haven't got a brain yet. Oh, maybe I haven't got a nose yet. Maybe I haven't got a kidney yet. <laughs> Maybe I haven't got a liver yet. How many of you know that a healthy baby is born perfect? So the minute you're born again, you are born a child of God. You were not born again to be some average person. And then you work hard and work hard so that eventually you can make it to heaven. Eventually you can grow up to be a child of God. The minute you were born again, you were born a child of God. Do you get it? And what the devil wants to do is to talk you out of it. That's what the devil wants to do, to get you so distracted by the cares of this life. Oh, I'm so burdened with the cares of this life. Why don't you give them to the Father? The minute you give your cares to the Father, he gives you the answers. Even if it's to do with renovation, house renovation, businesses, parenting, finances, everything, you'll be so surprised by how much better the Lord can take care of us than we taking care of ourselves. Can we say amen? It's so true. It's so true. Glory be to God. It's so true. Can I share with you a testimony about my dog? Well, my dog is a little dog and he's a Pekingese. And so because he's very tiny and, um, you know, he, he had the problem is called sco uh, scooting. That means he would be rubbing his bottom against the, the floor because he couldn't do his uh, pull very well. And uh, it stuck in his, um, what do you call that? 
intestine, right? Yeah, intestine. So he was like very, very uncomfortable. He's scooting all the time. And there came a point that I had to take him even to an emergency clinic for dogs. And the vet said, well, you just have to live with it. Maybe every month you, you just have to bring him in and we have to manually help him to pass, you know, his stew. <laughs> uh, and uh, I went home and I lay hand on him and I pray for him. And I'm here to tell you, he's completely healed. It's been over a month, almost two months, that he had not had any scooting. God can take care. God can take care of the details of our lives much better than anybody can. Amen. Glory be to God. Isn't God good? Amen. Now go to John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. Now these two are very, very important scriptures. Now the reason why I'm giving you so many scriptures is because so that within one hour you can have a lot of good food. And when you have good food, you have light. And when you have light, you have the leading of the Holy Spirit. You have miracles in your life. We need to be prepared. You don't wait till the last minute to pray. You need to have everything built within you. The power built within you. So that you're ready in and out of season. Amen. So if you look at John chapter 1 verse 12 to 13. Let's read that together. 1, 2, 3. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Now this word sons is the Greek word technon. Technon means God's affectionate, beloved offspring. That's how much God loves you. Amen? Do you receive that? Okay, let's continue to read. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born. Now, this is where the focus is. Which were born, not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Okay, I want to highlight not of the blood. Wow, this is so powerful. That means when you got born again, you get out of the generational curses. You were not born of the blood of your forefathers. How many of you know that in the human blood, it's the sin of men? You can help but act like your forefathers. You can help but get angry and have a ferocious temper. You can't help but lie. You can't help but do drugs. You can't help but get drunk. You can't help but go after money. You can't help but be fearful. Generational curses. Sin is in the blood of men. So the minute you're born again, you come out of that generational curse. Not of the will of the flesh. You were not born of sexual impulses. You are not somebody's sexual accidents. And that's why you got thrown away and you don't know who your parents are. You were not born just because somebody wanted to have sex at that moment. Not born of the impulse of the flesh. 
not by human sexual impulse, nor of the will of man, not by human planning. I plan for you to be a businessman because you need to continue with my business, your father said. I've given birth to you so that you can be a doctor because that's my ambition for you. I've put in so much money into your life. I've raised you up so that you fulfill my ambition. I want you to marry that man because he's the one I want you to marry. Now, if you are a parent like that, you need to repent. Because your father in heaven is never like that. He never forces any one of us. And you should not build your ambition on your children. Can we have an amen? Your children should never be the products of your ambition. Everybody lives once. Isn't that right? Everybody lives once. Give them the freedom to live their lives. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? We love Australia because it's supposed to be a free country. Your children will love you. Your children will love you. Your children will love you when you give them the freedom to choose their lives. Can we say amen? Isn't there an amen? Repent. Repent from selfish ambition. Repent from selfish ambition and vanity because they will kill you. They'll kill your children. Repent from manipulation and control. The best career is the career that your children discover with the Lord. The Lord will draw out what's in them. The Lord will give them what they like to do and because they like to do because they like to do it because they've been given the talent to do it they will do it well i'm talking to you as a hong kong niece because that's what hong kong people hong kong parents were like you know the minute they were maybe four year old start learning violin piano drums and if you ask my son i mean i made the same mistake he has not played his drums for such a long time I mean, I let him choose. He chose to do drumming. But that's parental ambition. I want my child like any other kids. They can play the piano. They can play this. They can play that. You know, they get a high OP. Get a high OP. Go to an expensive school. Go to a famous school. (laughs) I repented of that when I got born again. Every parent needs to be parented by our father. As the father parents me, I parent my children. Why do I want, crave after their affection? Why do I want and crave after their affection? Why do I want and crave after their honor? It's my lust. 
every parent craves after the honor and the attention of your children. You feel so good when they come to you. Why? You know, I have the Holy Spirit asking me, why? That's the lust of my flesh. And the minute I release them, I release them. My children belong to you. Why is Abraham called the God, the father of faith? Why is Abraham called the father of faith? What did he do? He put Isaac on the water. You think it's easy? It's not easy. He's waited for so long to have his son, his only son. Waited so long to have his son, his only son from his legitimate wife. God's promise, a miracle, a child. And God said, put him on the altar. I believe with all of my heart that parents have to do the same. If we want our children to do well, we need to put them on the altar of faith and dedicate them. I believe in dedication, child dedication, and dedicate them to their heavenly father. Don't rise up like a giant. You cannot be greater to your kids than their heavenly father. You cannot make them to be who you want them to be. If that's not God's plan for their lives, can we say amen? Is it okay for you to chew upon it? To think about it? Is that okay? <laughs> so, what, what are we born of? The will of God. The will of God. Whose choice is that? My choice. My choice. So I can say that I'm born of God over and above the natural human birth. I'm born of God over and above the natural human birth. To be human is not good. The number for a man is what? Which number? Six. What's the number of the Antichrist? So that means a man who is very, very much human <laughs> attracts the Antichrist spirit. So don't say that I'm just human. No. God does not want you to be just human. God wants you to be supernatural. God wants you to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If you allow yourself to keep thinking that I'm human, you will be compromising. You allow yourself to do things which you will not do if you realize that you are a child of God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The reason why we slip is because we think we're human. But the minute you're fully convinced that you are a saint, that you are a child of God, you're born of your father, you are a different case. You don't have to worry about COVID. The evil one touches you not. Wow, you stay above. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, how many of us are in Christ? Lift up your hands. 
He is a new creature. I want to highlight the word creature. The word creature is the Greek word kathesis. Kathesis actually means an original formation. So that means the minute you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you become a new original formation formed of God. By his word and by his spirit, you are no longer an average human being. Not many churches teach you that. They want you to stay religious. This is the truth. Jesus said you will know the truth. And the truth that you know will make you free and set you free. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, catesis, an original formation from God. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I have a new set of desires, new pursuits, new priorities. Holy emotions, the mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit living in my spirit, the love of God. I've never had compassion for people in the past. I've never had compassion for sinners. But the minute I got born again, I couldn't stop it. The compassion bubbling up from the inside of me, bubbling and bubbling and bubbling. I would leave anything and just go and witness to people. I remember the Lord led me to this girl who was having terminal cancer, the last stage of her cancer. And uh, she had lost her hair and everything. And also she was going crazy. You know, she was going crazy. And uh, I wasn't even a pastor then. I was in a church. And the Holy Spirit, when I was praying in the morning, directed me to go and pray for her. And I prayed for her. I went to her, knocked on her door. Her mother was there. And I went in went up to her room, and she started to manifest. When I said she manifest, she did manifest, you know. She started to manifest, and she started to act like a demon. And she started to attack me. But I was able to pray for her, calm her down, pray for her, and cast out the devil out of her. And she completely, her mind was completely restored, and she was acting like normal once again. And I said to her, can we just go downstairs and talk to your mom? And can I continue to feed you with the word of God? You know, this is the key. You get somebody born again, you get somebody delivered from demons, but you must continue to feed them, you know? And so I, I, I brought her downstairs because her bedroom was upstairs. You know, there's a flight of stairs. So we together went downstairs to her mom. And her mom said, oh, thank you very much. She is good. And I said, can I continue to give her the word to feed her? And then she said, no, 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 she's fine. And I left it there. So important. All things have become new. It's not automatic. You need to keep feeding. How many of you would give birth to a baby and leave, abandon the baby to himself? What do you have to do after you have given birth to a baby? Feed him. It's very important. And the devil has made it in such a way that everybody wants a short sermon. Just 20 minutes. Just give me 20 minutes. You know the young generation? 
You know how they go to the scriptures? They just Google, Google. And they said, no, rapture is not in the Bible because you cannot find the, the word rapture from Google. Because rapture is a Latin word. <laughs> no. When you're born again, how do I know that I'm born again? I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I want to eat. I want to grow. That's how I know I'm born again. Can we say amen? Amen. So you become an original formation. You are not a copy. You are not a copy of Adam. You are not a copy of your earthly father. You become unique. You become original. You're one of a kind. You are very precious. You are very important. That's why Jesus died for you. Can we say amen? Don't come to church because of your wife. Don't come to church because of your husband. Don't come to church because of your family. No, you can't be a Christian for anybody. You'll be faking it. You don't want to be religious. How many of you know what the religious devils had done to Jesus? It was the religious demon that crucified Jesus. You don't want to be religious. You want to be real. How many of us want to be real? Lift up your hands. You want to be real. You don't want to be religious. You know, the the spirit of religion is in the book of Revelation. And in the end, the Antichrist will destroy that spirit of religion. That's another sermon. Let's look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 to 25. It seems like I'm giving you the foundation, but it's so important. Because if you don't have the foundation, you'll collapse. We are living in a shaking time. Definitely, the world had gone into another era. We are in another era. Don't think they will go back like before. No, we are in another era. And this era is a time of shaking. Remember the word of God says that anything that can be shaken will be shaken. And the only way that you will not be shaken is to have your roots grow deep into the word. So if we look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, how did we get born again? By our feelings? If you follow your feelings, you go up and down. One day you feel good. One day you feel, oh, the whole world loves me. Another day you feel, nobody likes me. (laughs) One day you feel, I'm okay. Another day you feel, I'm so bad. You can't follow the human feelings. You can't. You'll fail. Okay? And we can't conduct our relationships with feelings, neither. One day I feel, Sonny is the best husband I've ever married. Another day I will feel, I think I've married the wrong man. We can't can't follow our feelings. What do we live by? Principles. What do we live by? Principles. That's how Jesus lived. That's how we live. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. What's that? Born again, not of corruptible seed. That's referring to the sperms of a man. The life of man corrupts. It's temporary. It will perish. It will decay. 
And they can only give birth to earthly beings that will decay, that will perish, that will corrupt. And that's why they embrace sickness and disease. You can only hope for the best, but believe for the worst. (laughs) Everything is so uncertain. How do you know? Nothing is certain. Nothing is sure. How can you be so sure? I can be very sure because it's the word of God which lives and abides forever. (laughs) That's why you cannot afford to just be born of a Man, you must be born of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm an eternal being. I do not perish. I'm full of life. Ever thriving. Staying vibrant. Forever. Because I have the everlasting life. Of Jesus Christ in me, within me. Amen. How many of you believe it? Lift up your hands. Amen. And because we're born of the Spirit, remember the preposition of means you are part of. You belong to. So I'm born of the Spirit, so what do I do? I breathe the Holy Spirit. I breathe the Holy Ghost. He's the air that I breathe. I'm born of the word. So what do I have to do? I eat of the word. I eat it. I digest it. I assimilate it. The word becomes part of me. I believe the word more than the words of men. Amen. Because I'm born of the word. The word talks to me. I have rhema word that tells me. What to do every day. The rhema word would tell you what to do for daily practical living. Can we say amen? How many of you would like to have rhema word from God? Yes, amen. Stay with me. My spirit is the real me. Amen. Your spirit is the real you. It's that part that leads you. It's that part that leads your soul in obedience to God. Now, somebody can be sitting right in front of you and lying to your face. And because he's such a professional liar, you don't have a clue that he's lying. And you may wish, can I have a lying detector? You know, <laughs> But your spirit is the best detection. Your spirit can detect when there's the presence of a lying devil. Your spirit can detect whether that person is being hypocritical or being authentic. Your spirit. So put your spirit in the forefront and start using your spirit. Exercise yourself in the spirit. Your spirit also empowers your body. How come the miracles of Jesus? How did Jesus do those miracles? Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Now he didn't even ask Jesus to lay hand on him. He said, speak the word only. Why? Because his word is spirit and they are life. 
So when you receive the word, you're receiving life from God. And the life from God drives away demons. That's why we see all the miracles in the Bible. And the minute you have life in you, death flees. Devils flee. Can we say amen? What's the laying on of hands? It's life from the believer going into the body of the unbeliever and drive away every demon of sickness and disease. The world calls them virus. The world calls them bacteria. Is that right? The Bible calls them demons of affliction. Spirits of affliction. You can see them under a microscope. You can see them with uh, what's they call the, uh, the scan. That's why doctors, you know, for those, you know, cancer patients, they would tell them, we'll give you five years, seven years. Why? Because you cannot do surgery on demons. <laughs> You can't do surgery on devils. You can cast them out. And that's why cancer can come back. Flu can come back. COVID can mutate, change forms. You know, before they invent another, not invent, discover another vaccine, you have another, what do, what do you call that? Huh? And another variant. That means you're well trying to catch up. <laughs> so guess who is following who? The people following devils. That's why there's no end to this. But you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are not an accident. Every one of us. We are not accidents. We are planned. Your existence as a person had been planned. If you look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, you are not an accident. God cares about you. He cherishes you like nobody else. And he wants your life to be good. To be so thoroughly good that you desire nothing but the good. And you desire to do good. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. If you look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Can you read that with me? And God said. One more time. One more time. Let us. Us is plural, not singular. It's not. Let me, let us make man in our image after our likeness. God is plural. The triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they had a meeting together. They had a meeting together about creating mankind, creating people. So all of us, we were born from the heart, from the desire of our father. Now, what I want to draw out to you is that to help you to understand. So God is triune, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit working together as one in perfect unity, perfect harmony. And we, in order to understand them, we know that they're roles. 
all their missions. You have the Father, who is the will. You have Jesus, the Savior, the Redeemer, the sin bearer. You have the Holy Spirit, who is the power, who is the manifestation, who is the, who is the God on the earth today in our midst on the inside of each and every believer. So while they were having this conference, so God, three together, three in one, the Trinity. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, stepped out of this Trinity. Okay, so you have God, the triune God, and Jesus stepped out of the Trinity, and he's Jesus. And he said, they had fallen. We love them very, very much. Since we have now a plan to rescue them, to deliver them from sin, from captivity, from their fallen status, I will go as one of them. I will go as a man to the men that we have made in order that I could speak their language, in order that I could manifest God to them in order that I can give them my life, the life that I carry, which is called the eternal life of Jesus. That's why he is called our kinsman redeemer. And that's why in the gospel of John, you have altogether 10 revelations of Jesus and Jesus finished it all with the last revelation saying that he is the son of man. He came as a man to deliver the men that the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost had created. That's why you have to believe in Jesus in order that you can be restored to your original blueprint. How many of you have got it? I'll give you scriptures so you can understand. If you look at John chapter 3, John chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, people have asked, you know, how come your God have a son and who is a God? This is the way that we talk so that we can understand. God tries to express this mystery so that we can understand. And that's why the Jews and the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they thought Jesus was mad. They couldn't understand because it was a mystery to them. They couldn't understand it without the Holy Ghost. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Who has given them that eternal life? Who came with the eternal life? Come on, tell me. Jesus. Because life is in God. Only God can give us his life, right? Who else can give us God's life but God? So Jesus, who is the second person of the Trinity, came as a man carrying the life of God to give us the life of God. It's called eternal life. It's called everlasting life. In Greek, it's the word zoe. Zoe means life in its absolute sense. 
Life that does not decay. Life that does not perish. Life that has no corruption. Life that has no sickness, nor disease. And that's the life that he has filled you with. That's why it's called being born again. It's not mental ascent. It's not joining a church. It's not joining a club. It's not joining a religion. It's being born again. How many of you have got it? And if you look at uh, Isaiah chapter 53, I want to finish with this because of time. Look at Isaiah 53. Now, this is very powerful. I need your attention. Okay, everyone ready? Everyone? Are you okay? How are you doing so far? Good. Okay. Isaiah 53. All right. I'm talking to the mature ones. Okay. Yet it pleased the Lord. This one, the word Lord is Jehovah. It's referring to God. It pleased the Lord, God, Jehovah, to bruise him. Who is this him? Come on. Jesus. To bruise Jesus. This is referring to the crucifixion. Okay. To bruise him. Whose idea was that, the crucifixion? Come on, tell me. Whose idea was that? God. It was God's idea. Why? To redeem us. It's called the substitute. How many of you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure none of you, if any one of us, you know, have had a child caught by the police in jail and uh, you have to pay the, what is it called? Bail, right? In order that your son can have the freedom. The biblical word for that is ransom. Jesus became our ransom. We were rightfully in jail, in bondage to sin and death because of our forefathers and because of ourselves, rightfully in jail. How many of you have caught yourself sinning? Come on. How many of you have caught yourself sinning? Come on. You know that and you know that you've sinned. You know and you know that you've been bad. You know that you know that you've done bad stuff. Okay? So rightfully in jail, rightfully imprisoned. But God said, this is my child. This is my child. I am going into prison myself. That's Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. He became our ransom so that we can be set free. How many, how many of you understand it so far? It pleased the Lord to bruise him. You won't understand this without the Holy Spirit. He's not sadistic. He's not bruising Jesus because he gets pleasure from beating people up. No. Why? Because he could see the church. Because he could see you and I released from bondage and captivity to the devil, to sin and death. God is the seer. He sees the future. It pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus. He had put him to grieve when you shall make his soul an offering for sin. Jesus was travailing, travailing for you and for me. He was travailing. And because he was mourning and travailing for us, he could be forgiven. He shall see his seed. Who is his seed? You and I. 
We are the seed of Jesus. We carry the incorruptible word, the seed of God. Jesus is the word. We were born of that incorruptible seed. He shall prolong his days. Jesus will see his life prolonged through you. The church. Us. So don't tell me that your life is meaningless. Don't tell me that you do nothing but just go to work and then come home and go to work and come home. No, we are to prolong his days. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. And the pleasure, that's referring to the church. The beautiful sons and the daughters of God shall prosper in his hand. Amen. Continue to read that. Hallelujah. He shall see, this is referring to God. God shall see the travail of Jesus' soul. That's why he came as the son of man. He died as the son of man. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. How many of you know that judgment is real? God is righteous. He cannot just wing and say, okay, you can go. I won't punish you. No. Righteousness demands judgment. And the reason why we're not judged is because Jesus was judged on our behalf. He is our substitute. With no substitute, no ransom, you you better stay in jail. And that's why we are saved by grace. And if you don't understand it, you are still working hard to be a good Christian. No, you can never work hard to be a good Christian. You just be a good Christian by faith. For it's by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's the gift of God. And that's why for some Christians, so hard to believe God for miracles. So hard to believe God for healing. Why? Because you're still trying to, to make it. You make it. You try to make it. You know, trying to be good. How many of us know that we're never good enough? Never. We're never good enough for God. We're never good enough for heaven. No, no, it's by grace. Grace comes to you by your choice. Grace comes to you by your being humble. Amen. So he shall see the travail of his soul, referring to Jesus, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. That's the knowledge of Jesus. Shall my righteous servant, that's Jesus, justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And continue. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, the winners. He shall divide the spoil with the strong. The Bible is called the strong man's gospel. There is a discipline to Christianity. There's a discipline to faith. There are words that you don't say. There are thoughts that you don't think. There are attitudes that you don't adopt. After you have submitted to God, you have to resist the devil. Okay? The strong. The strong. The great. Because he has poured out his soul unto death. That's Jesus. And he was numbered. With the transgressors, the sinners. 
He bore the sin of many and made intercession for transgressors. So how can I judge you? How can I criticize you? When Jesus had bore your transgressions. How can devil afflict you with sickness and disease when Jesus had borne your sickness and carried your pain? How can lack keep you down when Jesus, the only begotten of the Father, was not held back from you? If you If he, the father, gives you his only begotten son, how will he not with him freely give you all things? Can you believe? Say with me, I can. So the father in Jesus planned and did all this for us. And when Isaiah spoke it, he had no idea what he was talking about. He was a prophet that delivered the mystery. But it was still a mystery to him. He had no idea what he was saying. But you and I know. Why? Because we've been given the Holy Spirit. Remember, after Jesus had resurrected, he had to breathe on them so that they could receive the Holy Ghost. Remember, Jesus had to minister to them so that they could understand the word. When we talk about the end times, I'll finish with this. When we talk about the end times, we talk about the rapture. We're talking about the end of the age. We're talking about the millennium. We're talking about the new heaven and the new earth. All these things may seem very far-fetched to us. And some of us may be in fear, you know, will I be raptured? Will I be left behind? mysteries the mysteries of God and that's why we have been given the Holy Spirit that's why you and I need the Holy Spirit that's why Jesus said do not leave Jerusalem until you until you be endued with power from on high where's the power the Holy Spirit the revelation the revelation the light so you can see The church is prophetic. You can see into your future. That's the real you. Your salvation is real. Translated from an earthly sinful ram into a heavenly, holy ram. That's being born again. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To be born again, you know and you know that you have been. Nobody can tell you. You know. Because your spirit becomes revived. The Holy Spirit comes into your spirit. To be born again is a choice. And you don't make that decision for anybody else. Because you, then you're not free. You can't be born again until you're free. 
That's why Jesus has given us the freedom. We don't threaten anyone to be born again. We don't tempt anyone to be born again. It's completely by choice. So anybody here, even if you've been a Christian for a while, but you've been most of the times religious, it's not real to you. If you have not been born again, or if you have just been religious for a long time, can I ask you to just lift up your hands and say, Lord, deliver me. Lord, save me. I see that hand. Lord, save me. I want to be born of your spirit. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. I want to be born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit of God. Born of the incorruptible. I see that hand. Born of the Word. A new creature. Catesis. In Christ Jesus. Lord, I don't want my old life anymore. I can see my sin. I can see my filthy rags, the self-righteousness. I don't want that anymore. I don't want my old man anymore. I don't want my old self anymore. I want to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. If that's you, lift up your hands. I see that hand. I see that hand. I don't want the old old me. I don't want the woe is me. I want the catesis, the new creature in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And for some of you, you say, I don't want the old man like a vampire that jumps out of the coven and attack me. I want my new man, my catesis, to be powerful and strong. I live this new man that God has given me. If that's you, then just stand up right now on your feet. You say, I want this catesis to rise up, to stand in the prominent position. Rise up to be strong. My catesis, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have passed away. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. New, 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 new. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory be to God.